Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Interlude episode 189. So, a couple of uh, entertainment news, I guess, is a good way of putting it. Uh, And and most of this news isn't exactly new to everyone else, but it's new to me. Uh, The first one is related to Babylon 5, which I know I've been talking about a lot. And in fact, um, uh, I've recently watched a couple of episodes that have some pretty awesome quotes. I, I got to give this to the to the writers of the show. They did a really good job uh, writing in scenes or lines that were uh, quotable and applicable uh, across the board. So I just finished season four, and uh, it wrapped up pretty impressively. I thought it was really well done. Um, they definitely are not unwilling to uh, remove main characters, uh, which I got to say, I got to kind of give them credit for that. Um, that definitely makes things interesting. I know there's shows that either are on TV right now or have been on TV recently where, uh, whether through book or movie, uh, writers have been willing to kill main characters and everyone's like, oh my gosh, who's going to die next? And it feels so new to everybody. But the reality is, is this has been going on for a long time. The, the willingness of creators to destroy parts of their own work for the sake of the story or the plot or whatever the case may be. Uh, Anyway, so that's the case in in Babylon 5. So I just finished season four. I am hoping in a near-term podcast to actually relay some of the quotes for them. Uh, It is interesting for a sci-fi show where a lot of them intentionally separate themselves from God uh, or religion in general. This one not only embraces it, but it embraces it globally, like just random characters who... Uh, didn't have a lot of, you know, emphasis on politics, religion, or whatever, are quoting things related to God, which I thought was really cool. Um, So I'm going to actually specifically say, if you get an opportunity, uh, Babylon 5, season, uh, sorry, yeah, Babylon 5, season 5, episodes 3 and 4, both have some really awesome quotes in there. And so I will be quoting from them later, but anyways, just throwing that out there. Another thing I forgot to mention on last week's episodes about, uh, you know, entertainment and other various things, uh, Babylon 5 has been off the air for some time now. I believe the show ran from like, well, I'm, I'm not even going to quote it, but it was in the 90s, the five seasons that it ran. And then it had seven sequel movies that were like made for TV type movies. I have obviously not seen them yet because I'm trying to go in order. There was also, or is also, it's like a resurgence, and there is now an animated show. I believe it's called The Return to Babylon 5, so I'm kind of curious to know if this is going to be a a TV show, a movie, a a miniseries, or what, Um, but... You know, being as big of a, a sci-fi fan as I am, especially when it comes to like Star Trek and how that's roller coastered so much. You know, the original Star Trek in the '60s, and then basically it was non-existent in the '70s and early '80s, uh, with the exception of a couple of movies, some of which were really bad. Uh, and then Next Generation picked up in '87, and then really since '87, it went really strong through the '90s and early 2000s through Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager, and then it kind of dipped again for a while. And then it came back, not only with a couple of soft reboot movies, but I don't know, there's like seven TV series going on at the same time for Star Trek. So I'll visit that in, in another episode. But um, just to see Babylon 5 making this resurgence from a show that really was more of a cult following than um, you know massively popular like Star Trek, relatively speaking, is kind of cool to me. 
Another thing, I don't know that I've mentioned this in any podcast up to this point, uh, but I like just random tidbits of trivia and knowledge when it comes to science. And we were watching as a family one of the, uh, I believe it was one of the Jurassic Park movies. I think it was even the first one. And there was the question of, you know, if we had the technology to bring something back that was extinct, would we even try? So we did some research on it and come to find out there is a company out there called Colossal. And they are actually trying to bring back the woolly mammoth. In fact, uh, right now, 2023, uh, they're anticipating that they will have their first woolly mammoth brought back to life in 2026 or so. Now, obviously, time will tell. You know, we keep hearing about things like flying cars, for example. And a lot of companies have patented flying cars that legitimately work, electric, gas, or however you want to define it. But we don't actually see them out in the wild or, you know, on the roads or whatever. That would actually be really weird to see a flying car in the wild. But anyway, the um, the idea of them bringing back the woolly mammoth, logically, I can definitely see that they can do it. They have found fully preserved ones um, in the Arctic, and so they were able to extrapolate DNA from them, and, and they can use that. To, we already know people can clone, so why not? Uh, the question is, is, will they do it, and how will it affect things? I know the goal would be to release it, I think, in Alaska and like the, the Russian tundra like uh siberia kind of area because that's what they're used to is the cold and they're saying they're doing it for eco reasons uh bringing you know helping bring the um the earth you know the nature back into a a proper cycle again uh who knows we'll see it's a fascinating concept but if you want to do some research go to the colossals website they got a lot of details on it it's kind of cool um a new anime that we started watching recently. Uh, Japan likes to do some really weird things with anime. I got to give them credit. They think way outside the box. And th- we just started watching one. I'm not going to go into any real details on this other than the basic premise. And that is somebody in, you know, Earth uh, was passionately loving vending machines. Well, okay, you know, sure, we all have our passions. But this individual died trying to save a vending machine and got reincarnated in a fantasy world as a vending machine. So the main character is a vending machine. No arms, no legs, and can only communicate in in preset phrases. Extremely, extremely weird. Um, That doesn't mean it's going to be good or bad. We're only a handful of episodes in so far. We'll have to see. Anyways, reincarnated as a vending machine. That is definitely... uh, yeah, I don't even know where to go with it from there. Um, but yeah, there you go. Um, last Sunday, so for those of you who are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, one of the things that makes our faith unique is a lot of churches have uh, pastors or religious leaders who do the primary speaking during uh, church services, regardless of what day you do it. Whereas in our faith, when it comes to Sunday services, most of the speakers come from the audience. They're given topics and they're asked to speak for some period of time. And obviously there are people uh, that are on the pulpit or, you know, on, on the stage, if you will, who help when, you know, somebody occasionally comes up and says something that might be doctrinally inaccurate. And sometimes they'll come up and say, okay, well, uh, we need to clear some things up. I, honestly, in my, my lifetime, I've never actually seen that happen. Uh, but I, you know, hear stories. Anyways, I've had opportunities to speak before. Uh, most of the family members in my family have spoken a time or two as well. So this last Sunday, my oldest son got a chance to speak. And I have to say, it was really good. Uh, he has a knack for just public speaking in general, let alone uh, his doctrinal knowledge or how well he researched it and how well he wrote it, which was all true and all very good. Uh, but he has, he has a true knack for public speaking. And as as I was watching him 
One of the things that became apparent to me, and it has become apparent to me as I've talked to people on both sides of the spectrum, uh, those that have uh, a neutral perspective of themselves, some people who have a really large perspective of themselves, and so many people who have a very poor perspective of themselves. It is very, very vital for our survival in this mortality, and honestly for our growth in this mortality, is to understand our self-worth and not let it go to our head. It's a difficult dichotomy because to understand your self-worth means you have to understand that you're a child of God. To understand a child of God, that means you have deity in your blood. Well, metaphorically, obviously it's not literal in our blood. It is in our spiritual veins, maybe is a good way of putting it. But the important thing here is to recognize if we've got that deity, we have uh, in our you know DNA, if you will, uh, we have the potential for literally limitless potential, limitless progress. So we really truly need to see that we are worth it in this mortality. I try to end every single podcast with that phrase, but sometimes I don't put enough emphasis on what that actually means. You need to truly understand that you are worth it because you have value. You have the potential for incredible progress, regardless of the limitations that you have in this mortality, regardless of the limitations I have in this mortality, because we all have them. Uh, But it is critical that we understand that we have worth in God's eyes, else he wouldn't have sent us here. We have a purpose and a reason for existing. And in every single one of our cases, regardless of what is holding us back, back, hampering us, or the challenges we face, we have the potential for good. Uh, We've got to make sure it doesn't go to our head. That humility is critical. And that's why I, many years ago, came up with the phrase, what if the only way to achieve your maximum potential is to help everyone else achieve theirs? And that's critical to understanding the balance between your self-worth and humility. You may have incredible potential, but remember, everybody else does as well. But what if you cannot develop yours without helping everyone else develop theirs, which means you can't come in and say, I am all this and then some, and you suck because that's going to tear them down. And that's also going to tear you down, whether you realize it or not. That's the definition of a bully. But if you come in and say, ah, but I see the potential in you and let's use my potential to help your potential and vice versa. And then we can grow together. And this is what was coming to mind as I was watching my son up there speaking because he did such an amazing job for a short little five minute talk that he gave. Um, it was pretty awesome. Regarding this podcast by itself is just kind of a final note. I, I keep pausing and I apologize if this cuts into it. My computer's having issues as I'm trying to record. Um, there is a cool benchmark that I have crossed on this podcast. I have now been recording for over four years. Now, that's not four consecutive years, obviously, from the standpoint of I haven't dropped an episode every day. Uh, but I started this over four years ago, which is kind of cool. Uh, I have almost 200 episodes that I have dropped in that four-year period of time. Uh, if all goes well and I keep going down this consistency that I've been doing where I'm dropping an episode every day, I'll hit that 200 episodes pretty soon. Uh, I do not have a massive following and that's okay. I'm going to keep doing this uh, because it benefits me if nothing else. And if it benefits you, that's just a perk. But uh, it's, uh, I, I have now had over 3000 downloads across the almost 200 episodes in 20 countries, which is kind of cool. Now in a lot of those countries, it was like one episode and they were like, oh, whoops. Yeah, this is not what I thought it was. Undoubtedly, that's what happened. But in some countries, I've had quite a few downloads, uh, which is really cool. So shout out to you. Um, France, Hong Kong, uh, Germany, Canada are some of my biggest ones. Uh, interestingly enough, Russia as well. Uh, and then obviously United States, my, my home country. Uh, and there have been others as well. So that's kind of cool too. Anyways, 
that is it for me today. And in the immortal words of my youngest son, Superman, Smile, be happy, and remember that you're worth it. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful day.